sensation and sounds built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Last week, we began to explore what our gut does for our overall well-being and why it's so important. If you haven't listened, check it out because in that episode, we lay out the foundation for maintaining our gut health, the food we should eat, and what we might want to limit. But what do we do when our gut gets out of whack? Clearly, going down the Google rabbit hole is not the answer. I'm Director of Creative Development, Ella Dove, and in today's episode, we're discussing what signs we should look out for that can help indicate our gut isn't balanced and that something might be wrong. We're picking up where we left off with gastroenterologist Dr. B and registered dietitian Bridget Zeitlin. We laid a really good foundation for like how to just kind of maintain your gut. And I did it on purpose first because now I really want to talk about what do you do when your gut gets out of whack? Can you describe to me like what are some signs that your gut is not balanced, that things are going wrong? Well, it might be the norm to feel bloated. Being bloated is not normal. So really, really, it starts with paying attention to yourself. How do you feel, right? So if you're someone who's like, I'm always bloated, right? Or you notice that you're not always bloated, but you do get bloated occasionally. I think something that's super easy to do is just to keep a, is to keep a food journal and write down how you're feeling throughout the day. Write down what you're eating and then cross-reference. See you know, make sure that you are writing down bloat or gas or constipation or cramping or diarrhea, write, write all of that stuff down. Also keep in mind if you are having like brain fog, if it's difficult to focus or concentrate throughout the day, that should all be part of what you're writing down. Cause our gut can affect that too. And then see like, Oh, actually whenever I eat potato chips, I feel super bloated. <laughs> 
let me play around with that a little bit. Does that also happen when I eat spinach or what happens when I eat lentils? So keeping a, keeping a food journal is I think one of the easiest, simplest ways to kind of see what works for you because every single one of us is unique and different and what your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your roommate, your brother or sister, what bloats them is not necessarily what's going to bloat you and what gives you gas or constipation is not going to have the same effect. So we don't want to take what other people's triggers are. We want to find out really, really what our own is. You want to first make sure that there's not some specific health-related issue that's holding you back. So people who have bloating and food intolerances, as Bridget is mentioning, like constipation jumps to the surface immediately. There are other things as well. Um, but like if you are constipated and we get your bowels back into a rhythm, those food intolerances and that gas and bloating, they will go away. So that's not even a food issue. You don't need to avoid food. You just need to get pooping. Uh, I, we could talk about poop and the constipation literally all day. I've like literally I've taught two hour courses on constipation. You can poop every day and still be constipated. Believe it or not, you could actually have diarrhea and still be constipated. So it's a bit of a, uh, something that it's not just the person who only poops once a week. Um, so, and then, you know, the other thing to bear in mind is that your gut is adapted to whatever you've been eating for the last three months. So if you are avoiding a specific food and then you try to reintroduce it, you should expect that you're going to struggle with that food. That would be the equivalent of like not going to the gym. And then all of a sudden one day you go to the gym and you start working out super hard, right? But the bottom line is this, your, your gut is adapted to whatever is your routine diet. And you can change that. You can make it something different. Like it is adaptable, which is a very exciting, empowering thing. But if you do a radical change, it's like January 1st and you're like, I'm doing the new fad thing that everyone's doing. Yo, let's go. And you make this radical change. You should expect that you're going to struggle and feel horrible because your gut microbiome is you're asking it to do too much and to change too quickly. But if you're willing to instead invest into small, simple, sensible choices and put that on repeat and start to like gradually move in a certain direction with your diet over time, you allow your gut microbiome a chance to keep up with what you're doing. You will be thankful for this. You won't have to suffer through the intolerances or the or the uh, upset stomach or the bloating. Uh, going back to the 1980s when I was a kid, the Beastie Boys had a song, Low and Slow is the Tempo. And they. I feel that they. this was not one of their biggest hits, but I'm bringing it back. Like it's, you know, this is the song that we need to be talking about. So because the low and slow is the tempo when it comes to your gut microbiome and when it comes to making dietary changes. Let's pretend that you've been doing a paleo diet. And you're avoiding whole grains and legumes. And Dr. B is here today saying the backbone of a healthy plant-based diet is whole grains and legumes. How do you do this? Well, you don't go and eat the five bean chili. You start off with just a little bit. And you allow your body to adapt to it. And then you come back and you do a little bit more. It's the exact same thing that you would do in the gym. Exercise your gut, right? Do an amount that you're actually capable of. Challenge it without taking the challenge too far. And then allow your gut to catch up to what you just did because it will grow stronger and it will become more capable and you will add functionality to it. Go low and slow when introducing foods back into your diet to help improve your gut and remember that change doesn't happen overnight. Okay, got it. When it comes to making changes for your gut or just overall well-being in general, Bridget has this to add. I think that progress is always, always, always 
the cornerstone of any transformation. So we want to, we want to be able to celebrate the progress along the way because that's what keeps us motivated to continue to make that progress and to continue to practice, you know, taking care of ourselves, our well-being, it's a practice. Just like, just like Serena Williams hitting that tennis court, right? She still practices. She is the goat and she's still every single time, any single tournament that comes up, she's still practicing for it. So we also have to practice the way we take care of ourselves, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we nurture ourselves and coach ourselves through small changes, celebrating them, and, and, and also recognizing, great, so I did this today and tomorrow I'm going to do this. And, and focusing on the, on the progress. And you're going to notice when you start to make these small changes and you get to celebrate them, you're going to notice that like you're physically feeling better. The brain fog is going to disperse. Your bloat is going to disperse. Your stools are going to get more and more normal. And then you're going to come talk to me and Dr. B and celebrate with us in the DMs about having more normal stools. And we're going to cheer you on. And I would also say awareness too, like being, being aware of, 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 um, what you're putting into your body and how it's making you feel. And so you can then start to make the progress. So that's part of the food diary, that awareness, and then, and then being able to implement the the small, the low and slow changes and tweaks. We do have a little bit of a rapid fire myth busting round. We're hoping to tackle the two of you. Um, We'll start with, you know, the big one. Can you cleanse your gut and should you? I'm going no. Yeah. So it's not no. because the issue is a cleanse. Cleanse basically is inferring that you flush it out. You flush it out. You're actually causing harm to the microbiome. Your stool actually 60 to 70% of the weight of your stool comes from microbes, not the excrement of your food. So why flush out these microbes? And like, you're not going to be healthier as a result of this. Simple, sustainable choices on repeat, creating healthy habits. This is the way. I agree. I would, I would say if you are, if you have a otherwise like healthy GI tract, no diagnosing, diagnosable things. If you have a healthy liver and a healthy, a functionally healthy liver and gut, your, all, your body is cleansing on its own. That's the purpose of it. It's detoxifying and cleansing on its own. Don't fuck it up. That's what I would say. <laughs> it, gluten is always bad for your gut. I've <laughs> written my position on this in my first book, Fiber Fueled, and I've written about it again in the Fiber Fueled Cookbook. Here's the thing. Wheat is more than just gluten. Wheat contains a lot of fiber, resistant starches, and polyphenols that are good for the microbiome. There are many forms of gluten-containing foods. Most of them in your supermarket are not healthy. And they're the ones that are in these packages. And like you open the package two years after it was created and it's the same food. That's not just a gluten thing. Like there's more to the food than just gluten. All right. If you're telling me that whole grain organic sourdough bread is unhealthy for my gut, I don't buy it. Nor does the research support that. This is a complex nuanced topic. It's not so simple as just saying gluten is good or gluten is bad. That is not the case. Um, that being said, you can be healthy on a gluten-free diet, but you have to focus on gluten-free whole grains because when people eliminate whole grains entirely by going gluten-free, that actually is problematic. It's a nuanced question, a nuanced answer for sure. I think Dr. B summed it up really well. Um, 
whole wheat, whole grains, ancient grains. You want you want a diet that is high in those things. You do not want a diet that is high in processed fake versions of otherwise healthy foods. And the other thing too is that um, unfortunately, you know, wheat, when wheat is harvested, it needs to be dried out. And if you can accelerate that process as the food provider, you can save money. Well, guess what accelerates that process? Spraying it with glyphosate. So one of the issues that exists in wheat, this is not gluten, right? But it is wheat, is that when it's not organic, it can, it's usually sprayed with glyphosate and this can be problematic. And so this is one of the things that I worry about is like, we need to make smart choices where we are valuing high quality versions um, and this goes back to Ella, your mention about accessibility. This is one of the places where accessibility gets tough. Like mm-hmm. organic whole grain sourdough bread is not in every single market. There's been a lot of language recently in the last couple of years. Like if you have collagen, it can heal your gut lining and leaky gut syndrome and what all that is like describing, you know, are there literally holes in my gut? Is my gut leaking? Don't believe everything that you read on the internet, please. Um, the word leaky gut can be appropriately used. I don't have a problem with the word leaky gut. I just have a problem with the way that people describe it many times on the internet when it's not scientifically based. They're just kind of throwing stuff out there. <laughs> um, dysbiosis is the word that I preferred. Dysbiosis basically means a loss of balance within the gut microbiome. And when this happens, when the microbes are out of balance, then you will see this affect the intestinal barrier. And there's the breakdown of these proteins called tight junctions. When you break down the tight junctions, you actually create spaces within the the intestinal barrier, the epithelial layer, that will allow stuff to leak in. So it is appropriate to call it leaky gut. Now, it's interesting because I've been waiting to say this, and now you've given me the perfect opportunity, Ella. Bridget has mentioned brain fog. And you go to a doctor and you say, I think I'm having brain fog, and they roll your eyes. They roll their eyes, right? But brain fog is real. Here's what brain fog is. Your gut has the blood-brain barrier. The blood-brain barrier is actually made up of the same type of lining that you find in your gut barrier. These tight junction proteins that are used to basically maintain the integrity of the gut barrier are the exact same proteins that are used to maintain the integrity of your brain barrier. So when you have a uh, damaged gut, you get leaky gut. And when you have brain fog, you have leaky brain. And what's interesting is that the thing that I am aware of that fixes these tight junction proteins more than anything else out there is butyrate. And there's evidence to suggest that butyrate, which comes from the consumption of dietary fiber, it will repair tight junctions in your gut. Basically, I'm saying this is how you fix leaky gut. And it will repair tight junctions in your blood-brain barrier. This is how you fix leaky brain. And it comes from dietary fiber, which unfortunately... If I go out on the street right now, 95% of the people in the United States are like wildly inadequate in dietary fiber. So this is where the argument starts to come. Like this is how food and microbes become so relevant to your health and how you feel. And there's always, there's always opportunity. Like if you believe that what Bridget and I are saying is true, which I hope that you do, then it would mean that gut health matters and why wait for the problem, like the, the, why wait for the car wreck to take place to fix the mess? Why not focus now on like optimizing the gut? Because this is the way that you prevent disease in the first place is by taking these steps that we've been talking about today, no matter who you are. This is widely applicable. Don't wait until there's a problem.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What do you think most people get wrong when it comes to their gut health? And what do you think is the number one thing people could be doing to maintain a healthy gut? I'm going to go with avoidance, avoidance or restriction. So I think that what we've gotten wrong is that people, so first of all, it's not like you're not making a bad choice when you do this. This is not your fault. This is a nuanced topic. And the problem is that like when you feel discomfort from a food, you go, oh, well, I, I need to get rid of it. Right. But the problem is that every single time we study a restrictive dietary pattern, whether it's maintaining a low FODMAP diet or a gluten-free diet or a diet that's devoid of whole grains and legumes. Every single time we see that it actually causes injury or reduces the, the diversity within the gut microbiome. So from my perspective, the solution is not restriction. The solution is abundance. And when you have a food intolerance, it's not that I'm saying, oh, just suffer through it. It's about having a method that, that you apply in order to fix and overcome that specific issue because it can be healed, it can be fixed, and you can take these foods that you think are your enemy and turn them into your friends. I think the number one thing people get wrong is that your gut needs like rest and needs to be cleansed, right? Like juice cleanses or um, right, like, like that you need to rest it to, to heal it. I think that's like a... A fallacy. <laughs> you do not need to cleanse or right give your gut a rest from chewing. Like that's not that's not a thing. And what is the easiest thing you can do to maintain a healthy gut? I think food inclusion, right? Eating eating a variety of plant based foods is the number one thing you can do. Love that. And then just the next thing I would add is fermented food. So there was a study out of Stanford University, um, professors Christopher Gardner and Justin Sonnenberg, and came out less than a year ago. And in 10 weeks, by adding fermented food to their diet, 
people increased the diversity within their gut microbiome and reduced measures of inflammation. Most of us are not doing this. And we say increased variety and abundance, you know, the way that both Bridget and I are doing, many people don't realize that that also includes adding fermented food. That needs to be a part of what you're doing. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, I'm sure we could also do that in our own apartments or homes. We could ferment our own foods, right, Dr. B? Are you throwing me an alley-oop right now, Bridget? <laughs> is this... I am. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we have one or two recipes on how to ferment our foods in our own home. So, <laughs> yeah, no, for for what it's worth in my new in my new book, The Fiber Fields Cookbook, obviously, like one of the things that I really wanted to do with this book was basically to provide the tools to people so that they could um, so that they no matter who you are, whether you have food intolerances or gut issues or you don't so that you could optimize your gut microbiome and find something that really works well for you and brings you great joy. And so I have fermented food recipes. Like for example, I teach you how to make sourdough or sourdough pancakes or yeah. Or like my favorite is the fermented salsa, like yo salsa, but fermented. Whoa, man. Clearly avoidance is not the answer. A balanced and well-rounded diet is. And we know now that our guts are so much more than just an element of the digestive tract. Our gut microbiome is an extension of who we are, how we live, what we do. It's more than our diet, and we need to give it the care our gut really needs. We have broken down the facts from the fiction, but how do we make sure not to fixate on our gut when it has such a big impact on how we feel day to day? It's so easy to fixate on nutrition. And it's important to also realize that there are many ways to heal your gut without even lifting a fork. Your gut microbiome is an expression of who you are, what your lifestyle is. It's not always so simple as just like sleep and exercise and meditate, but it is sleep and exercise and it is to some degree meditate, but it's also like, where are you at in terms of how you feel? Do you have things that are like unsettled in your life? Is there a conflict? Are you, are you being exposed to some sort of trauma and trauma can come in many different varieties. It doesn't have to be the scary, insane type. It can be small things like a tough job that you don't like or uh, being in a bad place in a relationship. But like these are things that become critically important. And I know Bridget was kind of already alluding to this earlier in the show. So I just want to bring it back to the surface. Right. Your your anxiety, your, your stress levels, um, you know, so much of and Dr. B can get into like the research of it. But IBS is so triggered by stress. Right. Like so you, you will develop an irritable bowel disease because of the stress that you are under in your life. So understanding that the way we cope with our stress, there's a stressful situation that we're in. Right. And then i.e. the way that we cope with that stress and move through that stress and transform that stress and that anxiety is going to have a direct effect on your whole body, your gut, obviously. So, you know, therapy, EMDR, sleep. Um, talk like talking to your friends, right? Laughing with your friends, making sure you have a a support system around you, um, and that can look and feel different for every single person. You don't have to meditate, even just journaling. Not the food journal that I mentioned earlier, although you can do that too. But just like regular regular journaling, getting the feelings physically out of you, the whatever is going on, putting it down somewhere instead of just like holding it all in you can be really, really beneficial for lowering your stress, your anxiety. That's perfect. And I, and I think that the point is, that's exactly right, is that 
it's recognizing that these are not separate things. It's recognizing that your gut is not just digestive enzymes coming into contact with carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Your gut is a manifestation of who you are and your soul, your spirit, and how you feel. And so seeing and understanding that connection as you're alluding to and creating a plan with the way that you're describing it, Bridget, like having a structured plan and not just being like, this is so easy for us to flippantly be like, go meditate. That's ridiculous. You need to like, these are complex issues. You need to unpack them. Absolutely. And I will also say I, I'm someone who for meditation, for me, making it a daily thing is still a practice. Yes. I'm in the wellness industry. Yes, yes, yes. It's still not something I'm wonderful at. I'm making progress though. I think this idea of small steps is incredibly powerful as someone who has dealt with and is still dealing with a slew of kind of embarrassing gut issues. I know just how frustrating it is and how the only answer that feels like the right answer is often a big, swift and instant fix. But moving forward, my goal is to get on this low and slow train. I haven't figured out quite how I'm going to track my progress, but I do know I'm going to start to pay attention to my little wins and steer clear of anything that promises a quick and instant fix. Let us know how you felt about this episode, if you agree, what's working for you, and what you want us to dive into next. On today's show, you heard from Dr. B and Bridget Zeitlin. This episode was scripted in part by Charlotte Tratner and produced by Taylor Camille, Abby Stone, and myself, Ella Dove, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel, and our theme music was created by Madeline Lekomsky and Matt Didomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette.